0: city it's your man big pat the voice of your charlotte hornets and you're listening to the all hornets podcast network presented by sports illustrated Bus City, it's your man Big Pat, the voice of your Charlotte Hornets, and you're listening to the All Hornets Podcast Network, presented by Sports Illustrated.
1: Welcome to the latest episode of The Stinger. It's taken a while. The Charlotte Hornets were the very last team to make a signing in free agency, but we finally have news. They have re-signed Cody Martin four years, 32 million. Joining me is my co-host from the draft show, Chase Whitney. He's got some, he's got a first NBA summer league game back on in the background, which is I think Lakers heat, um, getting some Jovic and Christy time in, um, NBA hoops addicts, Chase, but how, how are you doing today?
0: Uh, I'm doing very well. More importantly, I'm getting some, uh, Syracuse Cole Swider in right now. So very, very excited about my guy getting a two-way uh, with the Lakers, but uh, I'm doing, I'm doing pretty well right now. So it's, it's a nice weekend up here. So how about you?
1: I'm doing very good. It's a, it's a week today until I fly to Las Vegas for the NBA Summer league. So I'm, I'm getting very excited. Um, but the, the general topic of this episode, it's only going to be a short one. Will we just touch on Cody Martin, the, the re-signing of Charlotte's uh, one of their two restricted free agents. The other one might not be restricted for that much longer. Um, We've not talked about this. We've literally come straight on air after finding out at this point. Uh, Shout out to Rod Boone, by the way, for breaking the news ahead of Shams.
0: We we want
1: everyone to realize this ahead of Shams. Okay. Uh, So well done Rod Boone for breaking the news. Uh, We don't have any information if there are player or team options on that fourth year, but as it's reported right now, it is a full four years, 32 million. Uh, Chase, I I don't know how you feel about this, but give me your reactions.
0: I really like it. I'm, $8 Eight million dollars average annual value, very good player. I mean, you the bet probably the best defender on the team, especially uh, as a perimeter defender. Uh, you can dribble, pass, and shoot offensively a little bit, especially if he can keep up the three-point percentage that he had for most of last year. Uh, I think eight million dollars is a very small price to pay, especially when the cap is going to keep going up uh, like it did. This year, so I think that that deal will look even better than it does right now. Uh, like two or three years down the road, and I think it's always good to lock your guys up long term too. Uh, even if it's like a smaller value contract or a role player, there I think there's value and you know having guys locked up, not having to worry about those types of things, movable contracts over the long term scenario. So all around, a very good deal. I'm happy for Cody Martin too. Thirty-two million dollars is a lot of money.
1: Yeah, and the first Hornets second round pick ever to be re-signed after finishing their rocky contract in the history of the organization which I just want to say okay I was the first person to point that out I've then seen that shared many a time (laughs) on the internet and I'm just saying no credit given so far so but the real ones out there they know they know I, I wrote that in my first Cody Martin article when I was previewing his free agency three four weeks ago and I, I led with it with my first tweet, I think reacting to the Cody Martin news and now it seems to be everywhere. So um, folks, just, you know, if you, if you like a fact, just say person X, you know, found this first. It took me some time to look into that, to research that, to think about that. I just want to, just want my little bit of juice. G- but anyway, not getting, not wor- getting worried about that. Um, I'm just so happy we have some good news and I think this is good news um, to, talk, to talk about because it's been a tough week. And I think Hornets fans really needed this. I think I think this was always the the likelier way it was going to go. And then as soon as the, the Bridges incident happened, I thought there was just no way the Hornets are letting Cody Martin leave because he is not a direct position or replacement for Miles Bridges, but he can give you some time playing small forward if, if you need him to. And with the other free agents left on the market, especially looking into day two and three of free agency, It's just a, I think it's just a no brainer. So um, I think I previewed that I thought he'd get five to 8 million. Um, He got eight and I was more hoping it would be like a two year deal, really maybe with like a team option on a third year. It was a full four years. Um, Look, I don't want to get picky at this stage. Um, I have, I have some thoughts. I also want to wait to see what the the fourth year options look like, or like they're off. Um, But I'm just glad Cody Martin's back on this team because he is a Steve Clifford-style player. They needed a defensive ball pressure wing. Um, he can help this team next year, no matter what they're trying to do.
0: Absolutely. Do you think that this makes, like, Kelly Bray a little bit more expendable now that they know they have Cody okay. locked up long-term?
1: I, I really don't. Not with the... I, I think with the question mark over Bridges, um, I, I think, you know, if, it, if what happened... Hadn't have happened, maybe that could have gone a different route. But now I just think you'd be essentially having like what Cody Martin would be like your backup small forward behind uh, Gordon Haywood. And I just, yeah, I I just think Kelly raised is too much uh, of an insurance policy right now. And like, even if you did, I mean, they'd have to trade him, but I, I just don't know if teams going to be trading for, for Ubre. And the one thing I will say with Kelly Ubre is he was – that last year was the worst defensive season of his entire career. He is a better defender. He has shown that he can be a better defender than that. He's never he's never been great, but he has been he's been above average in the NBA. And I'm hoping Steve Clifford can maybe get that back out of him. Um I'm hoping it's still in there somewhere. I'm hoping he's reflecting on that. I'm hoping the coaching staff are working with him. Um and he doesn't just kind of remain as this three-point bomber. I want him to be to take real take some pride in his defense and to to get in and guard and be a leader of that defense. Cause I, I think he, he does have that in him.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. You're probably right. At first, that was my original thought was that maybe this is like a prerequisite to some other move to shore up, you know, either get like a veteran center in the room that isn't Plumley, maybe get like another guard because the Hornets are very low on point guards, ball handlers now, but I think you're probably right. Given the, the uncertainty of their, they're off season at this point. Um, what would So you said that um, you thought it would originally be a two-year deal. Do you think that, um, does that make it like um, not as great, good of a deal for you that it was four years? Like, do you think that was something that they should have done or should or shouldn't have done?
1: It depends, Chase. Um, tell me in the next four years, is Cody Martin shooting 30, 38% from three? Because if he is, <laughs> then sign me up for eight years. Um... <laughs> right. <laughs> I I just don't know on that three point percentage. Uh, He started off so incredibly hot. He he is a low volume three point shooter. You know he's not taking anything really unless it's wide open catch and shoots. Um, Yeah, I I think that's the that's the big thing for me. Uh, It's just the shooting because if his like in you know in his previous years he was twenty three percent and twenty eight percent. If Cody dips below to being like under thirty five percent then I, I do begin to worry about the value of this because all of a sudden he then just becomes a a kind of like feisty, tenacious defender who can't really shoot, which there's quite a lot of those guys in and around the league, probably making less than that. But he, he had a, like a full season. He played in what, 71 games and he was hotter in the first part of the year, but he still shot the ball well and he picked it up towards the end. So um, yeah, and it, Cody Martin is just like a, an ultimate hard worker guy. And we've talked about the Hornets maybe needing some, some leadership, having a better culture. And I think Cody Martin helps you with that. Uh, I don't mean, think he's a loud guy, but just the way that he goes about his business, his work ethic, his approach, I think that that rubs off on people. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the, I mean, if you compare it here to other players, at his position, I think Bruce Brown signed for, was it 7 million per year? 7.5 million per year. So he's essentially earning like Pretty much the same as Bruce Brown, who signed the Denver Nuggets, which I think most people were thinking Brown was going to get closer to like the eight to ten range. And I think people would be surprised that Cody Martin is earning more than Bruce Brown, especially because Cody was a restricted free agent, whereas Bruce Brown was a open free agent. So he kind of was a lot more accessible for teams to have a bit of a bidding war. But it does feel like Brown maybe took a bit of a pay cut to go play in Denver because he thinks he might have a chance to go win the championship there. Um, From the Charlotte point of view, I wonder almost if this deal went longer with the uh, recent events this week. I I wonder if that's kind of where some of the negotiation discussion slightly changed in the last 48 hours since July 1 or or even June 30th. And they actually said, "Let's, let's get this locked in now because otherwise you would have had, you would have had previously when we're talking, you know, the build up to this, Bridges, Rosier, Lamello, Cody all signed up long-term, you hope Lomelo, we should say, signed up long-term with lots of years and lots of money on the books. Um, now now that Bridges 1 is looking obviously extremely unlikely. Um, it's essentially only Rozier, who I think is going to be, have money on the books after like 2025, and, and, and Cody Martin, um, which is weird because considering they kind of play the same position. But like we said, like Cody Martin can play some point guard for you. Cody Martin can play some shooting guard for you. He can play some small forward. I mean, I'm looking at this last year. He played 6% of his minutes at point guard, 64% at shooting guard, and 28% at small forward. So he, he really can do everything, which is which is why it's not like he's a one-position player. He can get on the court in in several different ways. Um, so I think locking this in as your long-term piece, like if you look at the DeAnthony Melton contracts, so he just got traded from Memphis to Philly. He's making like eight and a half per year um, very similar contract to Cody Martin. And I think he probably profiles as a better player. I think De'Anthony Melton's probably a better shooter. Cody Martin may be a bit of a better playmaker, but still like defensive first guys. I, I probably have Melton. I don't know, actually. I, where, where would you have that? Melton versus Cody Martin. I think they're so close. I don't even know if I can split those guys.
0: I think that they're very close as well. I, I probably would would lean De'Anthony Melton just due to the shooting. I think a player that is in the type of role that both of those guys play, the better shooter you are, you know, the more valuable you can be, especially in a postseason setting. Not that I think Cody Martin, like, wouldn't be able to be in a rotation or for a playoff run or something, but I just think it's better for teams to be able to r- rely on you to shoot, you know, like 38, 39% rather than like 36, 37%. Um, but I, I mean, C- Cody, I, I agree. He's, he's such a versatile player. He can, he finds his way on the court no matter what. Like he, he, even since he was a rookie second round pick, like he wasn't really expected to play all that much, but you know, he, he made plays whenever he was out there as a rookie. And ever since then, he's pretty much just gotten better. So I think it's good that the Hornets are betting on their own guys. I mean, I, Devonte Graham got signed and traded. Uh, this is the first player that they've really kept uh, since this uh, like era of drafting has started. Um, so it's a, I think it's good to, you know, get that trend going and reward the players that have been working hard and developing in your own system and such things like that. Where do you yeah, think and- that this brings them with the rest of the free agent crop, though, with um, two roster spots open now?
1: Um, I think one will be used on a backup guard. Um, I, I honestly do think it will be Kemba Walker. If if not, I think it could be Isaiah Thomas. I think looking at the names that are out there still, those are probably the two that I like the most. Um, the other one, I have a feeling they might just keep it open in the short term. Um, I mean, the list of like free agents who are out there, I, I just don't see any of those guys getting into the Hornets like top 10 rotation spots. Like guys like TJ Warren, like, yeah, he would, but. I'm talking about guys who would actually come to Charlotte. Like, I don't think it's a great situation for many current agents to come to because they've kind of got guys at every position. And apart from maybe power forward, they've got like backups at every position. So, so I, I just don't know who wants to be signing in Charlotte because you're essentially signing up for a, a backup role. Uh, but yeah, in terms of like the point guards, we talked about Isaiah, we talked about Kemba. Other guys who I think still out there, um, like Frank Jackson, who was in Detroit. He's, like, not really a point guard. He's, like, a undersized shooting guard. Like, DJ Augustine, yeah. who obviously Clifford knew well in Orlando and got a lot out of. could be an option. But, I mean, how old is DJ Augustine these days? He's 34 years old, 34 and a half years old. I mean, he's definitely getting on on there. Like, Facundo Campazo, Dennis Schroeder. Um, Avery who Bradley, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think, I think Schroeder could be a popular name just because, like, there's been years where he's put up lots of points with OKC and stuff like that. But, I mean, you saw that Boston situation last year. He, the yeah. team were just immediately better when they moved off him. Um, uh, yeah, so and, – and, like, he's just not going to be someone who's happy to kind of play – like, Isaiah Thomas last year was like, okay, we need to go in now after, like, not playing four games in a row. Dennis Schroeder is, isn't going to be that kind of guy. Uh, he wants to be on the floor. He's not going to be a happy camper with that. So, yeah, w- with the other spot, yeah, I I really don't know. Um, I think a lot is still pending on this Miles Bridges situation. But even then, I, I think I would just keep the position open, not allocate multi-year money to anybody, um, and essentially try and save some flexibility to try and problem-solve maybe that issue later down the line.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably the the best plan given the free agent crop that's left. I think the 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 Kemba reunion would probably be, I mean, not that it would be the greatest like on court fit, but I think that would be a nice nice touch for what is the a nightmare off season so far.
1: Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll get into the full off season. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe in August time when we have a bit of a clearer view of maybe where things are going and just to make sure that there's no any other moves. But um, yeah, it's been safe to say it's been challenging. And I've seen people out there saying that, you know, they're done with this team. And I, I do feel we've been had the wool pulled up, pulled over our eyes a little bit that in the last two years, you kind of everyone felt the team were finally had a sense of direction and. They weren't becoming that that franchise where everything goes wrong all the time, and definitely a step back this season. Um, but like we said, not all of it has been within their control. Um, I want to throw some names at you, and I want you to just uh, uh, again talk about like the the where Cody Martin falls in terms of getting paid. Okay. I want you to tell me if you think these guys, if Cody Martin is better or worse than these guys. Okay. All right. So. Uh, let's start off with uh Jeremy Lamb. Better. Okay, he was at 10.5 million last year. Taylor Horton Tucker.
0: Mm, better. better.
1: Okay, 10.5 million as well. Okay. Um, Alec Burks.
0: Nah, worse.
1: Ooh, interesting. Uh, Malik Monk.
0: Oof, don't make me do this.
1: <laughs> that's a hard one I knew this one I just don't this make one in me there. Do you it. Weren't ready for it
0: oh no I accidentally pressed stop recording that's so unfortunate <laughs> um oh boy Malik sorry okay. Cody I'm sorry I want you both uh, on the Hornets
1: Alex Caruso
0: oh Caruso definitely
1: we already talked about Melton. Seth Curry Seth Curry Bruce Brown Hmm.
0: Cody, I believe in his shooting a little bit more. Lonnie Walker. Cody.
1: Garrett Temple. Cody. Okay, so I think that feels about right. Garrett Temple, yeah. Seth Curry are both uh, underneath. He's like, that a, yeah, point. like
0: half of them are better, Bruce half Brown. of them are worse, kind of. Absolutely.
1: Um, yeah, so I, I think that kind of feels about right. Um, like you say, the cap is projected to go up in what years three and four of Cody's deal. The new TV money will be in, mm-hmm. so the cap will have gone up even more as well. So I think I think this is a perfectly fair deal. Um, I think it's good for both sides. It also gives the Hornets uh, another tradable contract. Uh, that eight million range is always useful when trying to piece together things. Um, we said the same about the likes of Plumlee and the same with Ubre. Obviously that's not come to fruition because those guys are essentially going to be on expirings now, or they might move them at the deadline. Um, but the, the Hornets definitely got kind of a good bunch of trade assets here. So I, I think we're both pretty happy about it. One thing we want to touch on is how the Hornets are going to sign Cody Martin in terms of the financial process. So we were discussing this and we are not cap experts. We tried our best. I posted an article today on the whole Hornets and got, a bevy of messages saying that I got the cap rules wrong. <laughs> and I would just want to say, if I ever get stuff wrong, like people just tell me, I'd, I'd much rather people tell me and I go, my bad. I got it wrong. I'm going to go change it. And I learn. Uh, like, I have no problem with that people. It's not embarrassing. Like the cap is hard. No one, no one gets all the cap stuff, right? So please just message me. Uh, it's, you know, you're helping me out here. Uh, but from what we understand that the Hornets, if they were to be under the salary cap, when they actually sign Cody Martin, because they've come to an agreement yet, yeah, it doesn't mean he signed. If they were under the cap, they could use the MLE, so which would be that is a 10 and a half million, this is the full MLE per year. They could essentially use eight of that to sign Cody Martin. All right, so that's if they're under the cap. Um, if they are over the cap, they can then re sign Cody Martin with his bird rights, and they would then have the, I think, the, uh, a, a different a, a different MLE is the root, root room exception, I believe. It, yeah. Is I think it's called
0: the, I think it's a, in in fact, the, no, think it's the I, taxpayers' MLE.
1: No. Okay. We've got that wrong. Sorry. Okay. I just figured this out in my head live on air. We've got this wrong. If you are under the salary cap, you have the room LA, MLE, which is about five million, I want to say. So they can't sign Cody Martin with this. So that means that they will have to be over the cap, which essentially means they can use the normal MLE. And then if they were in the tax, which they're not, they would use the taxpayer MLE. So there's three different types of MLE. The normal MLE, which is when you're over the salary cap, is 10 and a half million. So they can, I think, resign Cody Martin using either a portion of the MLE, like we talked about before. So eight of the 10.5 to go towards this. But that means then you can't use the MLE going forward or they can re-sign him, I think, using bird rights, which I think, <laughs> a lot of thinks here, um, would, would make more sense because because Cody's been on the team for three plus years, you essentially can re-sign him. Uh, his cap holds like two and a half million and you can re-sign him for any amount and he'll only count for two and a half million against your cap this year. You can sign him using bird rights because he's been on the roster for three years. That would then leave the MLE open to be used in future years. Whereas you could acquire a new player with the MLE. You couldn't acquire a player using bird rights. They have to have been in your roster already for three years. So I know that's a little bit confusing, uh, but hopefully everyone stayed with me there. Um, Chase, do you have any technical updates for me? Do, do you feel that's right or are you not sure like me?
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. That's thank all I you got. for that. clear. <laughs> no, I mean, I honestly that that's like the most confusing part of uh, the NBA to me. So, I, I mean, I would, I definitely, do, I, you know, way more about that stuff than I do. But, um, yeah, I mean, I, that's basically what we had talked about before it started, and I think, I mean, I'm sure that their preferred path would probably be signing him using bird rights, so that MLE is open, uh, in years to come. But, you and know, if that is
1: possible, they yeah. will do that because yeah, there's no definitely. reason to use the MLE if you don't have to. The, the only other way it could be is that for whatever reason, they can't use bird rights because there's something we've missed and they have to use them, sign them using the MLE. Um, that's the only other option. But that would essentially mean that if the Hornets are over the salary cap going forward in future summers, they would have no way to acquire a player other than using the biannual exception, which is like $4 million. So that would take away like a lot of these guys you see like uh, Gallinari, uh, PJ Tucker, uh, they're all going for like Isaiah Hartenstein. They're all going for the MLE. Um, and you would lose that if you use that to sign Cody Martin. So they won't do that unless they have to. We don't think they do, but, but worth us going through. Um, any other thoughts on Cody Martin? God, I'm happy. I'm just happy that Hornets fans have some good news uh, because it's been, it's been a tough week.
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm very glad that there's some air of positivity that's, flowing through the Hornets universe right now so hopefully we can keep it going hopefully there's more on the horizon here um whatever that may entail I have no idea but you know I don't I don't think that they're they're not done obviously they're not done yet they don't have a full roster but even in terms of things that might um excite us or get the blood flowing a little bit uh Mm -hmm. I don't think that I don't think they're quite done yet And we've got Um, Summer League in a few days, so.
1: We do have Summer League, and we're going to have a Summer League preview pod next week with myself, you, and Laquan Robinson, who's going to be joining us for his first podcast on the All Hornets Podcast Network, which is very exciting. And Laquan's going to be um, covering for me while I am out in the U.S. on my getting married, on my honeymoon, uh, on my trip. He's going to be covering the Summer League with Chase, so we're excited for you to hear that next week. Before we get out of here, Chase, I've not prepped you for this at all, but... Rudy Gobert got traded yesterday to Minnesota Timberwolves for a lot. It was what? Patrick Beverly, Vanderbilt, Beasley, Walker Kessler, uh, four first round picks. Was it three of them unprotected? I, this is off the top of my head. I probably should have got this up to read it. Is there anything I've missed out there?
0: No, I think it's four picks uh, and then two swaps. And Walker oh, Kessler, so it was essentially shots, what, yeah. like it was essentially like seven first-round picks that they got because Walker Kessler got drafted a week and a half yeah. ago.
1: Um, I, you know, Hornets were rumored about being an option for Gobert. Um, now you've seen the kind of trade package it took to acquire him. Are you happy they sat that one out? Or are you thinking? Mm, you know, I, I think I tweeted out it would have been like four picks, two pick swaps, and like Rozier plus PJ Washington plus like a younger Mark Williams, like what are your thoughts on that? Are you happy they say you'd stay clear to that one?
0: Oh yeah. That, I mean, giving a team control of your draft as like a small market franchise that has very, very slim hopes of attracting free agents in any way um, would have been very, very bad. (laughs) That would not have been a good idea because that makes it so you, you basically can't make any, good trades where you're like receiving positive assets um unless every second round pick that you hit on becomes a, tr- a like a rotation player which i mean it's a, that's a, that would have been a big bet so i'm i'm very glad that they steered clear of that given the price um i'm ex- interested to watch him and carl towns in minnesota though i think that will be it
1: at the very least it
0: will be interesting to watch so we'll have to see well
1: yeah i'm um... I, I get the there's a there's a thought process out of them some fans is like, look, you've got to surround Lamello at some point with some, you know, some all-star players. You've got to go all in. And I, I do get that, right? One, after what's happened this summer, I don't think now's the time.
0: No, I don't think so.
1: <laughs> now is not the time to like panic and make a short-sighted move. Um, I think you just need to like we need to understand which of these young guys are parts of this process and which of them maybe aren't which I think now, at least with Bridges' move, we should get some more clarity, hopefully, on that. Um, and the other thing is, I think if you do that, I just wouldn't do it for Rudy Gobert. Um, no. uh, you know, you've seen the Hawks do it for DeJounte Murray. You saw the Raptors. They didn't do it for OG Ananobi. I think he was involved in it's potentially in a thing of picks. They decided not to do it for Gobert. I'm, I'm all for, and I do think in the next in the next, not maybe not this year, but from next summer and the summer after that, I think they need to be thinking about that. With lamo's extension coming up, you know, a little bit of that, we're making this commitment to you, are we're, we're going all in for you, Resign here, we've got a good thing going. I do agree they have to do it at some point, I just don't think Rudy Gobert is the right guy. Um, I, you know, I, I can't say who that is because you never know how these things play out and turn out. I mean, Kevin Durant, requested a trade out of absolute, well, not out of nowhere, but these things change so quickly. So um yes, I think at some point they do need to go in and they do need to maybe do a deal where they package some several first round picks and some players for someone. I'm not opposed to that, but for that, for that level of assets they got there and for the level of player they're getting back. um I mean, we've, we've just seen Rudy Gobert could not prop up the Utah jazz defense and I don't see him solving the defensive problems for the Hornets being in Charlotte. And we've also seen Rudy Gobert get played off the floor in playoff games and be taken advantage of. And, you know, this Hornets team are trying to go deep into the playoffs to win a playoff series. That has been the repeated goal time and time again. And Rudy Gobert, I think they've won one playoff series in the last five years with him being one of their two best players. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad they didn't go down that road, road.
0: As am I. Uh, I think th- it's definitely good to just hit some singles this offseason Now, I think rather than go for a, a home run when it is absolutely not um, the time to do that. The count is uh, not in their favor uh, at the moment. So you're ab-
1: And I understand why people definitely w- want to. Yeah, because that... it
0: probably was originally. This probably was the time to be doing that. Like, yeah, but th- thing like you said, things change very fast um in many different ways so that is no longer not only like a good idea but it's probably not even a possibility like even if they wanted to do it i don't think they could
1: it's kind of like a poker player right you're at the table you you get Dell ace king you're bossing the table you're in a great position okay you're thinking let's just get value you, you're stringing people along you hit an ace you hit a king on the uh, on the flop you think it's all great then on the river you know, someone hits a flush, and you're beaten, and people get tilt. Poker tilt, it's what they call, it, isn't it? Tilt. Um, to then get overly aggressive and change, like massively change a strategy, and to go all in the next hand straight after you've just lost a big hand, like that's just where you're letting your emotions taken over from. Actually, ah, I've just lost a big pot. I was really unlucky to lose that pot, but now I need to sit back and reevaluate, and I need to think about my strategy going forward. That's optimal. And I think that's what the Charlotte Hornets are doing, which I actually think is a good idea. I don't think they should just like be like, oh, four first-round picks and terror is here for John Collins. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't think that's the way to go about this. And, um, yeah, I, I know it's hard right now. And I know there's not been any good news for a long time, which is why this Cody Martin news is positive. Um, but I just think Hornets fans need to hang in there. I keep saying this at the end of each podcast, but we have Lamele Ball and... Like, he is the most important piece to all of this. He has the keys to so many things to achieving great things in this franchise. Um, and I, I don't think like we still have other talented players around him. So, um, and by the way, thank God we didn't trade PJ Washington at some point <laughs> over this last year, like, has been rumored so many times because uh, then we'll be really screwed.
0: I feel um, like the, um, the the gif of tony soprano like lighting the cigar and smoking it and hitting it yeah. right now with how many times that i was like no PJ's really good we shouldn't trade him for somebody look at look at me now i want the i want PJ... another gif walter white on the phone with uh, at, in breaking bad i want yeah
1: the the pj extent the pj washington extension talks would be interesting because oh, they will. <laughs> now, you know, there is a clear role there. And we have an example of where the team didn't sign some to an extension and it kind of, well, did it backfire? Or did it not now? It, I mean, it, well, oh, it did backfire. Think, it did backfire. No, that, that
0: was, yeah, no, it didn't you know, backfire anymore. No. From
1: a, from a basketball perspective at the time. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, I
0: mean, four years, 80 million or whatever is obviously better than whatever he was about to get.
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Now, yeah. now he's got a pretty defined starting role, it seems, there at Power Forward. Um, okay, I don't think I've got anything else. Chase, let's get out of here. It was good to talk about this. Cody Martin, welcome back. Can't wait to see you diving into the front row to save a ball from going out of bounds and stepping in and taking some charges. Um, yeah, let's hope that three point shot stays up there, keep getting better. And I uh, can't wait to watch him again play the season.
0: Yes, absolutely. Congratulations to Cody Martin. Uh, I saw someone retweet the video of him stealing the ball from CJ McCollum in the backcourt and then dunking on him. Uh, I think it was in 2021. So that was really – it was a, was a good memory to get brought back today after after that happened. So we'll see you guys soon.
1: Positive vibes only.
0: See you guys. Positive vibes soon. only, Bye. everybody.